Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tell Me More podcast presented by Major League Success. And I'm so happy to have the one and only Seth Sias with us, uh, joining us. Um, this is something that we've been uh, what talking about for three, four months, and for a little while. <laughs> yeah, for a little while. And you know, it's one of those things where um, you know the Tell Me More co- podcast is all about connecting with real estate agents and real estate professionals and learning their journey as to how they got to, into real estate and get to know them a little bit more. So I've had the privilege of knowing Seth for just over a year and a handful of months now. And I've been able to watch his journey um, from a brand new agent to where he is currently. And um, Seth, I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped to have you on, brother. I'm so excited to be here, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for, for joining us. And, um, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I had the privilege of, of knowing you since day one of almost day one of you being in, in the business and, um, you know, really been able to coach you and, and watch you take the, uh, the first year of real estate, you know, head on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always curious when I talk to real estate agents, um, we all come from different paths and journeys. And, you know, as you talk to real estate agents, I'm a big believer in, if I can share stories, if we can share stories, there's going to be someone out there that can possibly resonate with, with your story. Right. And if they can just take one thing away from you and, and, um, you know, apply it to themselves or apply it to their business, that's the value that we're looking for. So what I wanted to start, where I want to start with you, Seth is, is growing up. Um, give me, give me the, the real, the raw, the truth. Uh, what was, what was Seth like, you know, growing up, um, you know, were you into sports? Were you always an entrepreneur? Um, was real estate something that was in your family? Kind of give me a, a little rundown. Yeah, man. Um, it's hard to even think about where to start with uh, growing up. I, I feel like I've lived a million lifetimes already and I've done all kinds of stuff. But um, yeah, I was into sports, very, very heavily into sports. Um, and I, I played football. I wrestled. Um, I absolutely, that was, that was everything to me when I was growing up. Um, Played running back and linebacker and i mean there's just nothing like it you know for me and um <clears throat> I, I mean i'm not gonna sit here and brag but um i was pretty good at what i did so um, i i am proud and take a lot of pride in that and hopefully it's a gene that passes down to my my boys so <laughs> um you know growing up for me it was um kind of unique i mean i wouldn't say unique as in you know no one else has experienced it but um, just the, the two, two household lifestyle, um, my mom and my dad, I grew up in two different communities, um, and, you know, live in one place half the week and the other, the other half. Um, fortunately for me, I had two amazing parents that were just outstanding and how they raised me and what they taught me. Um, I didn't always listen. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> when you asked me what I was like growing up, I was thinking I was wild is probably the best way to describe it. Um, Man, just crazy. But um, most of the time, you know, it was it was just big ambitions and stuff that drove me to do the things that I did. And I just I liked living that rock star lifestyle, I guess. And uh, definitely always an entrepreneur in one way or another as well. Um, you know, I will say out of all of my wild uh, takes and and things that I've done, I you know I had a good heart behind behind it, even if it didn't seem like it in some of those things. But um, I, you know, like I, I, I always cared about um, 
people, cared about others and, and you know, wanted to see others do well. Um, obviously, when we're younger, there's a lot of growing up that has to happen before we can, you know, be the best versions of ourselves. But, um, yeah, I grew up in uh, mostly in Grove City, Ohio, where I'm currently living now. Uh, my dad lived out in the Circleville area, so it gave me a very um, unique perspective and uh, insight into both of those communities. Um, and then through wrestling, actually, like I, I've wrestled at Bishop Reedy, I've wrestled at Taze Valley, I've wrestled all over the place, and you know that that gave me a lot of connections. Um, and same with football, um, it it really puts your name out there in the community before you're even an adult. So you know, I meet people to this day that. Like, I remember watching you wrestle or I remember watching you play football or, you know, or whatever it may be. So, you know, that was really cool. Um, I honestly, like, I did well in school because I could take tests good. Um, homework was not something I did or, you know, like, you couldn't, you couldn't get me to do it. I just hated it. I couldn't stand homework. And um, I had a ninth grade teacher and uh, he's, he's an awesome guy. I actually still talk to him to this day, but he, uh, he recognized that. He recognized that, you know, like my brain worked differently. Um, I was intelligent, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do, I couldn't focus. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I do. But yeah. Um, he was so cool, man. He said, look, I know you're going to get an A on all these tests. I'll make it deal with you. You know, like you don't have to do any homework in my class. You have to read a book quarterly and tell me all about that book. And as long as you maintain an A on every single test, then I'll never make you do homework. And I thought that was so cool. Like that's and everybody you, learns different, you know. I was gonna say, do you remember his name? Oh, absolutely, Isaac Barnes. Give, um, give him a shout out because yeah. you know that's the thing. You know, most. I mean, we can go down that rabbit hole if we want, but you oh, know. I got I had so many shout outs I could give, but I will give because <laughs> I brought it up. Um, Isaac Barnes, and if you're looking for the best honey this side of the Mississippi, look for Honey Run Farms. So there's a little plug for Mr. Barnes Honey Company. But that's so awesome, right? Because he recognized that, you know, you just learn differently. And, you know, with me coaching real estate agents to bring it to real estate, right? Like everyone's different. There's there's so many different ways for people to find success in our business. And there's so many different ways for kids growing up to to learn differently, right? Like, absolutely. It, it doesn't have to just be this one way. And the fact that he um, recognized that and puts you down the path of success, right? Because it, you yeah. would not have been down the path of success if, if he make, made you follow the, the standard quo of here's how it normally goes. Right. And that that right there, like, that's why I wanted to give that shout out is that, like being able to recognize that that's a huge thing. That's something that you do well in your coaching. But, um, you know, for me, I, um, like I said, I, I was, I got good grades for the most part. There was a couple of years I struggled and that was mostly because of my behavior, to be honest. And I, um, I did have some behavioral issues <laughs> most of the time. It was fairly harmless. This always the funny guy, you know what I mean? And um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I just, once I got an idea in my head man, I was doing it. <laughs> and it, it did, it got me in a lot of trouble. Um, but like I said, most of it was harmless. And, you know, the, um, the same thing, the administration and stuff that I always did well with um, shout out to Jackson middle school in, in Grove city. They, they treated me really well um, because same thing they were able to uh, to see past the the goofiness and behavior and all that stuff and um, so I'm thankful for that I, I won't name the other school that I attended but they they didn't have the same um, ability as what they had at, at over here in Grove City so um, that that you know, meant a lot to me yeah yeah and part of the reason why I always like to go back to the younger years right like you know growing up because that has a huge impact on 
um, how we are as adults, right? And the free spirit, right? Like, you know, yes, you got in trouble. Yes, you know, you're probably wild. You know, people that are around us, well, they'll hear me say like, Seth's probably the most interesting person that I know. You know, he's 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 the most interesting man, right? You know, those I love days, you right? <laughs> but uh, but you know, no, but like you you having that more free spirit, right? And and just going out and doing whatever you want to do, like it's translated into your business for sure, right? You're not yeah. necessarily af- afraid of of failing, right. um, or or you know, getting the slap on the wrist, right? For trying something <laughs> different, right. right? You know, but that. But like, it's true because like, for me, like I grew up more conservative, right? It was a little bit more strict and I didn't take a lot of risks and a lot of gambles and, you know, things along those lines. And, um, you know, I, I just think that has a direct impact on, on your career. Absolutely. You're, you're a hundred percent right. And that's, that's, you know, that's cool. And I like learning about your background as well. Like I can, I can draw the, the connections and the parallels and stuff and, you know, john now and, and probably john back then so i i can definitely say the same for me um yeah definitely a risk taker and um you know discipline didn't really scare me uh, yeah. I would, unless it was my father <laughs> that was the discipline that i was afraid of right there <laughs> yeah for sure we all were right we yeah. all were yeah. but so so we get up to you know you're doing sports right and and really you know we're in the columbus ohio market um but really from and i'm not from here but my understanding from even like Grove City being a suburb, you know, of Columbus, you know, a, a city that's attached to Columbus, it still seems like Grove City is one of those those cities that is still tight knit. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, we'll get to the part of, of, you know, you getting into business and being a little bit more strategic. But it's cool that you were able to still have some of that tight knit community feel even going back and forth between the two different spots and now translating into into your real estate business it's amazing man i really feel accepted by both of these communities and um it's it's huge i i love both of both cities and when i say both cities i'm talking about grove city and circleville like just so much because you know there's so many people that are in these communities that have shaped me into you know who i am and have helped me a lot a lot in the past and um i like i'm just I, I have that uh, that loyalty gene, man, where like I, I tell people I would never leave Ohio because I love this state. You know, everyone else wants to leave, but it, it's just true. <laughs> and, um, yeah. You know, there's just so much I could say about both cities and what they've done um, for me. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, through high school, right, graduate high school, um, did you end up going to college? Give me kind of your... <laughs> Kind of give me your post high school, you know, your next couple, you know, steps in, in your career and kind of what that path looked like. Sure. So I, I, I started working when I was really, really, really young. My whole family did my, you know, I have nine siblings and, um, especially oh, wow. on, yeah, right. Um, and you know, other people say you've got this many halves and all that. And I, I'm the only one for my mom and my dad. Um, but they're all full siblings to me and we all, you know, that's how we always viewed it. So, um, you know, we all worked all the time. And um, my dad was someone that, you know, he always had that entrepreneurial spirit and stuff. And um, so that like it, me and him bonded on that level where, you know, that was something he said, people will never understand us or the way that we think. And, you know, it's that that I'd rather go work my ass off for myself than go work, even if it's half the time for someone else. And yeah. um, that that just that's my, you know, the mantra for my life, I feel like. And so 
going back on topic, yeah, I went to college for a little bit. Um, I graduated from Grove City in 2013. Um, I had one pretty crappy year grade-wise in high school, but I was still able to graduate with like a 3.4 or something, so it was nothing. And um, I did not want to go to college at all. And I, you know, to this day, I, I won't say I regret it. I regret the money and the loans that I took out, but I, yeah. I did learn some and I made some connections. But my mom, uh, she works for OSU in the medical field. And uh, my mom's a saint, by the way. But my my mom, um, so she she said, you're going to college. You get half off at Ohio State. So you don't even get to pick. Like, you're, you're going to school. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I was a little bit late um, for main campus at OSU uh, by the time that she got me convinced and, you know, taking the ACT or whatever. And uh, I did well on that. And I ended up going to uh, OSU Newark um, for a year. Um, <laughs> honestly, that was at a one of my wilder times in my uh, my life. I was running a business back home. I was packing a, a two day um, two day college schedule, but a full time schedule, just two days a week, driving up to Newark um, and living in Circleville. <laughs> so it was you know it was a, a hell of a time. And um, honestly, I you know I was, I was not not doing the best stuff up there. <laughs> um, you know, so I, you know, as I was like, I was getting more stressed and I was like, man, you know, like, why am I going to college? Like, I know what I want to yeah. do and it's not have a job anywhere. It's to work my, my butt off for myself. And yeah. uh, at that time I had a concession business that had been uh, passed down to me from my, my father. And um, so, you know, and it, it was a successful business. I remember my friends, you know, always telling me like, man, how do you walk around with like, money like that and stuff? So, it's um, funny because we just we just talked about this, um, yeah. you know, last I didn't realize that, you know, it was a family. I just figured you were, you know, working, you know, and, yeah. and that well, that's when I started working, job, so. you know, when I was like 11 years old, I started working in that business. <laughs> and, I mean, we, we worked hard, too, man. Like we were working our butts off. And um, yeah, by the time I was 18, um, I, you know, I took on like the more active ownership role. Um, and my dad was still a partner of mine. Uh, but, you know. He got the, the big boss part now because he earned it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so I was I was working hard doing that stuff and trying to go to college at the same time. Um, it got to a point where I was like really stressed out. And at that time, um, honestly, my my mindset wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't on the same wavelength I am now. If I could, right. you know, going back there, I probably would be a millionaire doing concessions because I would have put systems, processes and people in place. But I was working in the business and I was working like a dog in the business. So. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. were just working hard, man. And there is no scaling if you if you're just gonna do it like that. So um after after a while, I took a break from school, continued the concessions. Um, then we made the decision to sell the business. Um after that was sold, I tried to go back to Columbus State for a year. Um, I did a lot more hanging out and stuff <laughs> and you know, whatever than I did learning. Um, but I am kind of thankful for some of the classes I took and I was strategic in the classes I picked. I didn't pick anything stupid. I, you know, I went and learned marketing, financing, accounting, stuff that I knew I would use as a, a business owner later yeah. on. Yeah. And well, it, and you, you know, yeah. Well, you probably, you probably already had a lot of that experience doing the concession yeah. stand business, right? So it's Absolutely. like, you know, like you were ahead of a lot of people that get into our business, you know, because you did have some of that um, uh, business ownership background. Right. Right. That's it right there. Like I had the microeconomics thing down on that scale, yeah. you know, like I understand producing services, products or whatever it is. I understand the revenue concepts and 
and all that stuff and, and making marketing decisions based off of a higher return. Like all that stuff was already there for me. Um, right. I was definitely disorganized. I, I was, you know, I don't want to say a mess cause I'll have fun, but I, I wasn't a mature adult yet. That's for sure. And you know, I, if I saved the money that I made back then and knew what I knew now about investing, even if I was investing in stocks back then, like I did now, like yeah. I'd be doing all right, but instead I was partying, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that is, that is one th I, I don't have regrets and I don't necessarily regret that, but I wouldn't mind having some of that money back in my pocket. <laughs> <You Hey. know? laughs> but, but, but it's a learning, you know, experience, right? Like that's where, you know, when I got in the business, you know, the foreclosures were still going on and short sales and things like that. And, you know, I didn't have any money. I was 22 when I got into real estate when all that right. was going on. But I wish I would have known more or leaned into more um, private money, right? Yeah. Going out and, but I didn't know real estate, right? So like, you know, it's, it's, is it a missed opportunity? Sure. But now next time around, you know, right? And Exactly. And, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, in your story, right? Of, oh, yeah, of absolutely. Now, right, what we're, you're doing We're now, still way but... away, aren't we? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, but that's the thing, like, you've learned, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, now you're able to apply some of that stuff. Absolutely, man. And and another, you know, another thing I was doing, like, I had the concession business, but, um, and this is something that, you know, maybe even some of my close friends, like you guys in our clubhouse group might not know about me, but I was really into horses because that was my family background on my dad's side. Um, you know, you, you know, I'm an avid hunter and outdoorsman and stuff yeah. and we like dogs and all that, but, um, we used to ride horses all the time, man. Like my hobby in high school and stuff was trail riding and drinking some beers and hanging out and, you know, everybody wanted to hang out with us and come ride and, and stay in tents and hang out and stuff. But, um, eventually I became a, a horse barrier, which is someone that like a blacksmith that puts shoes on horses. Okay. So I can still do that. That's a craft you don't unlearn. It's a very skilled trade. So, you know, I, I, I started as an apprentice for a gentleman that I still go and visit today. Um, his name's Donnie Payne. And uh, awesome. Donnie, Donnie's been a horse farrier like, I don't know, for like 80 years or something crazy. But Donnie, Donnie's a good guy. He um, he helped me as a young man, a very young man. I, I started, I was still in high school and I started doing that. Uh, I think I was 17. That's when I first started. And then, um, you know, I stayed, I stayed doing that well into my mid-20s. But um, yeah, that was that was another huge income source for me. Um, was, you know, after, after training with Donnie and, um, helping Donnie on all his routes, he kind of helped me get started and I started doing it on my own. So, you know, I was, I was marketing, running a, another business, I, you know, all of that stuff. And, yeah. uh, it was funny because even back then I would, I would say to myself, I was like, I'm a business person first and a horse farrier second. Cause you know, like that's a grueling job. Like, I mean, I still have scars <laughs> all over my hands and you know, back then I was in super shape. You wouldn't want to mess with it, but now I got a little bigger belly, but my back feels better. I'll tell you that. Cause when you spend that much time holding a horse up, man, your, your back starts to hurt. And, uh, it was, it was just very physical, but, um, you know, my point with that is that that was just another huge business in my, my life for me as a young adult. And, um, horses were really good to me. It made me, you know, a, a lot of money back then. And when I say a lot of money, it's not nothing compared to what sure. we talk about now, but as a as a really not a kid but you know you're 20 years old yeah. and you have your own stuff going on man like it, it was it almost felt like i was unstoppable and <laughs> you know so it, it was just really cool um you know i started breaking and training horses after a while because i yeah you know, i was at so many different barns that needed yeah. a rider needed help and 
um, at my dad's house, we had a barn. My sisters had been, always been breaking and training horses with dad. And um, just when I was, when I was younger, I was so involved in sports. I didn't get to really be as much part of that, except for the fun stuff like the trail riding. Um, yeah. So when I got older, obviously I'm not playing sports anymore and stuff. That's when I started really learning from them, you know, how to, how to be successful at breaking a horse. And um, so that was cool, man. Like people paid me to take their horses and all I did was ride all the time and hang out like I like to do. So it's just the same concept <laughs> as, of now, you know, finding something you enjoy doing and getting paid to do it. It never 100%. felt like work, you know, people were handing me 600 bucks like up front every month. And as a young man, that 600 went really, really far, um, especially when you got three or four horses at once. But um, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like, you know, we're, we're both lucky now because we know, you know, this is what we want to do. Right. And it sounds like you've always been able to do that. Right. With with the different yeah. jobs, like you've always enjoyed, you know, doing what you were doing at the time. Absolutely. And. That, that, that freedom, man, that, that the thing we talk about all the time and what I said, like my dad really instilled with me is that freedom of being able to do, you know, whatever I want when I want. And that's a huge driver for me. Like I enjoyed sitting down with a piece of paper and writing down projections for my business, writing down ideas. And if I went back and read some of them now, I'd be like, you're so dumb. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. I would have helped me out. But like, it's just so funny because even on an elementary basis of running yeah. a business, then like just the, the most simple formulas and stuff, dude, I just loved it. And I still do. I really, mm. really enjoy that side of anything. You could put me running any business and I'll look at those numbers and I'll enjoy it. You know, unless yeah. it's a, a bad or harmful business that i don't yeah <laughs> yeah so so you did the the horse breaking and, and all of that and um i mean it you didn't always do your own thing right no i, I mean so, i know you i know you did a couple um i don't know how many how long were you at best buy for that's a that's a great segue because yeah. i um after you know we sold the concession business or i think i might even had it still for a while while i worked there but um, a good transition in into what happened, because um, I'll tell you, you know, briefly before I got into having my my actual own businesses, like I saw what it was like when my dad was running his businesses, so I understood, you know, I, you know, I understood the the salesperson part, all that. But you know, as a kid, there's not much you can do. So I worked fast food jobs and stuff, and right, you know, I I always tried my best to be the best because that's my personality and attitude. I always wanted to be the best, but if somebody ever rubbed me the wrong way it happened to me you know like i said i'll be brief on these ones but when i was 17 i worked at white castle and um one time there was like a supervisor or something and he was like i want you to take apart this stainless steel and scrub it i was like why i'm like i'm up here working why don't you do it he said because i don't want to i said okay so i didn't do it and i never went back to work and the same week i paid to rent a lot across the street from them and I set up my concession equipment there and I sold food at this abandoned gas station that I set up across. So when my general manager called me and she was very sweet, she never was like that, but she called yeah, me yeah. Uh, and she said, Hey, are you coming into work? I said, I don't think so, Paula. I'm not coming in today. And she said, well, why not? I said, because I'm chasing the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> Right across from your store. <laughs> right across from your store. Yeah. So, you know, that's just how I was. And then I had the same same thing happen at Steak and Shake. And I actually, to the uh, the manager, I was just talking to him the other day. He's a great guy. But, you know, we were all growing up and stuff. And yeah, um, kind of the same situation. I was, everyone else had the day off because we graduated the next day. And 
I didn't. I, I probably didn't prepare well to get that day off, but they had me working until like 2 a.m. or something. And I was like, hey, man, we got lots of people here. Um, I'm not really asking to leave now, but if I could leave by 11, I'd really appreciate it. And they like laughed and said no. So I was like, <laughs> all right. I went and said bye to all my friends, and then I just took my apron and tossed it, and I said, I'll see you later. And <laughs> I've never put in a two weeks notice in my life. <laughs> Um, but you know, segueing into my Best Buy career, um, you know, that was, that was that when I decided when I think I was 18, I decided I'm not working for anybody else. And yeah. uh, that lasted until I was about to turn 21. So I had a good three year run of, um, not working for anybody else. Um, you know, except maybe some farm jobs here and there, which were really cool. I might circle back to that later, but, um, yeah, so I started working at Best Buy part-time. My brother had started working there before me and, uh, he was successful at it. And, um, so you know, from being an entrepreneur and all that, I, I ended up with a car that had a really high car payment. And <laughs> yeah, if you can guess what kind of car it was, it was a, it was a Dodge Charger. <laughs> and I thought it was so cool, but, um, you know, my business was seasonal, even with the horses, like once you get winter time, you know, not very many people are calling you to come out there and trim their horses. So, so right. um, they should though tip every six weeks, your horses should have their hooves trimmed. But, um, so I started working at Best Buy with my brother and, um, we just both have that natural sales ability. And so we were both doing good. Uh, when I was first there, I'll be honest, like I, I kind of had an attitude. So I didn't like working for someone else. Well, it was and, probably, um, it was probably a, a hard adjustment. You it know? was, I had people that, you know, and back then, you know, I didn't have, like I said, once again, I have the same mindset but back then I measured it in like, the, I made more money than the people that were telling me what to do. And they were talking down to me. Yeah. And I just hated it. It, yeah. it made me mad. So my personality is to resist and fight back. And that's how it was. But like, even through that, I, I, my talent still shown through. And, you know, it was just like impossible not to be a good salesperson for me. And <laughs> um, so, you know, I just had a lot of fun when I was doing it. And I had a lot of fun at their expense, honestly. But I got to a point where um, my brother and I have won. A, it's, they call it the Achievers Award. And my brother has won that every year he's been there. I mean, oh, he, wow. Yeah, he's superb. And um, so, you know, we, we, we both went to Orlando, where, Florida. Where do you guys think you got that gift from? Just oh being, just, just, just growing up in it Dude, and being so around it? Or? When, yeah, being around it. So, like, when we were growing up, my dad, it, we, it was called wheeling and dealing, you know, because he had horses, dogs, guns, trailers, cars, everything, everything. And I would sit there and, you know, I'd watch my dad have an ad on Craigslist to sell something. And that was it. It was just buying stuff we'd use it and then when we didn't have a use for it anymore you're selling it and i mean that's it was it was natural for my dad and it came natural for us and wheeling and yeah. dealing like you know i'll never forget that. i still say it now like i'm wheeling and dealing and i remember one time <laughs> he took me to uh it's like the lucasville flea market and um i was 16 years old and um i had it, you know obviously when you're there like your guns are banded they're unloaded and everything but i was hustling a nine millimeter and um, I remember like I was doing so well talking to people when they try to go like go down and stuff like my, my dad was listening. And he told me, he said, man, I'm really proud of you. And I'm proud of the way that you handle yourself like a man. And, you know, like that right there, I was like, I got a thing for this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, just being around my dad, man, it, it just it, it, he, he was such a natural salesperson. So um, awesome. fortunately, yeah, it came to us, man. But, you know, like I said, we went down to Florida for that trip and um, I met someone who is still a, a mentor in my life now um, and still a good friend. Um, shout out to Matt Fetterman in, in Hawaii. Um, but he uh, he ran a different Best Buy store in Columbus. And it's funny that we met him in Florida instead of Ohio. But um, 
everybody wanted my brother to work for him. You know, everybody wanted my brother at their store because he was really good. And yeah. um, basically, we got an offer. I didn't get the offer. My brother did down there. And, you know, we both went up for an interview for a different spot to go to that store. And um, credit to my brother, just the same loyalty that he had, you know, that we all have as a family. Um, basically, they said, look, your your brother talking about me to, you know, to my brother. So your brother's yeah. a wild card. Like he, you know, he can, he's good, but he's crazy. <laughs> basically <laughs> what they said. And they're like, I don't know if we can take a chance on him. And um, he said, if we don't hire your brother, we still come here. And my brother said, no, it's, it's us or nothing. I'm a package deal. Wow. And uh, yeah, he got, you know, he got me in the door there in a full-time position. Um, and I never, I never let them down, you know, like that. Cause at that point now I had, I had a leader and and Matt who, who took a chance on us, um, who, you know, not only helped me develop as a, an employee, but helped me develop as a, a man and a human being. He, you know, he, I could talk to him about anything and I could be in any situation and go to him for help. Do you think, and, um, do you think it was maturity or the fact that he took the gamble on you that you, you then it was respected a him and you then respected him enough to stay to, to, to start to stay focused, right? It was the gamble, man. It was that, yeah. and that's the loyalty piece, you know, like right. anybody that does right to me will always get my 100% and more in return. And, um, you know, that, and that's helped me get where I am today. But, he, uh, you know, he took that chance and he was always good to me. He always helped me. And, you know, it doesn't mean he always told me what I wanted to hear, but it was, it was just, you know, it was another good mentor in my life. And um, yeah. so anyways, you know, me and my brother just kept moving up and moving up. And then, you know, we ended up working in a bunch of different stores and stuff and different leadership roles. And um, I, my, uh, my claim to fame, like my knack at Best Buy, I, I was a home theater guy, but um I, I just absolutely like I, I had a name known across the company about my home theater and Magnolia sales skills. And it's because I was passionate about that stuff, man. Like I, I love music and I like hearing it through amazing speakers. And, you know, I would learn everything I could to give me knowledge to be the best salesperson and to teach my employees to be the best salespeople. And it was all about like that's like computers to me were boring. Stuff like that is boring because there's not really an experience or a picture that you're painting, you know, sure. where it's like, and, and you need that stuff. If you got a business or you got a job or you're going to school, you need a computer. So someone comes in there like, which one do I need? You know, um, for home theater, you don't need that. You don't need that at all. <laughs> so like sitting there and telling somebody why they need an 86 inch TV with surround sound speakers all in the wall and, and stuff like that. Dude, I had sales like over like 20 grand, like all I want, like just balling, man. And, and that was fun. It gave me that, like, that confidence and that swag and, and some structure in myself. Yeah. I'm thankful for Best Buy because they really did help me develop my raw talent into the stone cold sales skills, man. And um, yeah. understanding like the stuff I told you guys on one of our calls before, you know, like I use a lot of the stuff that I, you know, that I did there in real estate and yeah. um, just having that structured, like, like, you know, the biggest thing that I learned is for one, and this is something I had before was always putting your client first and it's about their experience, you know, like that's something, but I didn't have a word for it back then. It was just for me, it was, you trust me to do a job for you. I'm going to make sure you get a great experience, but what they call it is a world-class experience. And so I try to bring a world-class experience even today. And um, yeah. a lot of that comes back to for any, any tips or anybody out there is just understanding the client. Like not everybody's a one, one size fits all. Actually, nobody is. So, 
when you are in, I, I will say I'm an empath or whatever, whatever you, you say, like I have an extreme ability to empathize with someone, like just to put myself into their mind and their heart and, and to feel what they feel. And um, that, that helped me significantly also, but you know, taking the time to understand somebody and their needs, I get to know people better than they know what they need. And, and that's it right there. That, that's something that, you know, is helpful. But anyways, you know, after working at a bunch of stores and, and both of us having great success there and everything, um, I ended up getting promoted to uh, the sales manager position um, at a, a smaller store, which I had never been in a small store. I had always been in like the really large box, you know, yeah. Columbus yeah. stores. So I was busy and I like, you know, me like I, I like that. Just turning it out. Like, you know, I mean, nonstop. The hustle. The hustle. Yeah, hustle. Fast pace. It was yeah. weird going to a the store wheel, where the wheeling and dealing. The wheeling and dealing, man. It was weird going to a store where sometimes there's only a hundred people walk through or something like that. I'm like, what the hell is this? But um, you know, anyway, like I I really liked uh being a leader. I like that and that's something I've always been in sports and all as a leader. I truly enjoy that. That same fulfillment you get out of coaching and helping other people. I get yeah. that as you know out of leadership and this role was something I had dreamed of. I remember I remember getting the call that my my um there was accepted, you know, after my interview. I remember I was with my my then girlfriend who was now my wife and our kids we were getting ready to go to the zoo and um you know we we're, were still renting a house and everything and paying way too much for rent and you know living the uh the the, the really the I don't want to say the fake American dream because that is a good thing for a lot of people. Sure, it just, sure. it wasn't my dream, I guess. And I thought it was for a while. I fell into a trap. I fell into that, you know, moving from, I'm never going to work from someone again, moving into now I have a career and, you know, I'm, I have a structured everything and you know what I mean? It just, it was, it was like caging a wild animal and it, I fell for it for a little bit. Did, did, did the outside factors, you know, kids, all that, fall into those decisions and or does was it um you know hey i'm older now and i need to start growing up and and this is corporate world is the way to go so you know i um i i didn't have any kids when i first started at best buy so it you know it wasn't them that made me do it it was it was once i found someone that took a chance on me and i wanted to do well for them and i enjoyed seeing myself get promoted all the time like it yeah. was like a high you know yeah and um, it's easy to fall into that, man, because, you know, promotions are great. But if, if I look back now, I should have been building my business doing something. But like I said, I'm thankful for everything I, I had there and um, everything I learned. And the, the people that I met, it's even more important. Um, shout out Paul Durbin. He's also a good mentor of mine from uh, Best Buy um, that I still talk to to this day. Man. And just, yeah. you know, like they, they're all just great people that helped me. Um, but yeah, it was, then I, I had my first kid Kingston when, uh, when I was working at Best Buy and at that time I was a supervisor, um, I'm only making like 20, I don't know, like 20 bucks an hour or something. And we had bonuses that made it like more than that. And right. it sure, sure still looked good to me then. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah, for sure. You know, so, but then at that point, that's when I was like, I need to level up because I need to get to this next position. I need to be making more than that and right so that's what um eventually like got me pushing towards that sales manager role and um i wasn't a supervisor long before i got promoted to that sales manager role and um so yeah i'm i'm once again thankful for the opportunity there but um there, there's uh, what i'll say about retail is there's a ton of politics just like anywhere and i don't like that i don't need any of that stuff um i think people you know not everyone has the mindset like you and i and 
people truly get off on on having a title that's over you you know and yeah um there's a lot of toxicity and really that's it like i was spoiled at first because i had great people to work with and work for you know what i mean that made it yeah. a fun nurturing and amazing environment but yeah I mean, that yeah. all left you yeah, I, well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I tell people I got lucky, right? Like I got lucky when I got into this business, you know, you had, you got lucky in, in the fact that you got to learn from your dad, right? And and the initial scale uh, sales and entrepreneurship and all of that. And then, you know, you got lucky at Best Buy because you went to the right situations and the right people were in place. Absolutely. You know? and, um, and, and that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some people don't have that. And, and I think you and I both have that, you know, it's our obligation, our duty to give back because yeah. of, of our situations. And we've been fortunate, you know, in the very beginnings of our careers to have those um, right mentors in place to, to guide us. And the fact that you still have them, right, you know, and you're still talking to them, um, even though you no longer work there is even is, is a testament to them as well. Absolutely, man. It, it is. And that's the thing. They could they could be doing anything and do good at it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the same thought that you and I have. It's it's loyalty and giving back to the people that helps you become who you are. Right. And you know, but the, I didn't have that when I when I went to my last and final store. Um it it was very toxic. It was not it's just not cool. And yeah. uh it what made it all worse, this is a, a me thing, it's just that I lived an hour away. So I was driving an hour each way. I was working my, my balls off, excuse my language, but I was just working like a dog. And, the, you know, in that salary position, doesn't matter how hard I worked. Like, yeah, we had bonuses, of course. And that's no always how many hours you worked either. Yeah, man. And, you know, at this point, I've got two kids now. And I'm just like, I never see my family. And, you know, like the only thing I did when I got home, because it was so late, I would drink beer or whatever. And then I would just go to sleep, wake up and do it all again. And it yeah. just seemed like it, it was a, like never ending. And honestly, like, and you know, I'm, I'm a very positive person, but when uh, I, I'm an emotional person, yeah, I really am. I show myself a lot. I can't hide it. And I, I don't care to hide it, but I started, you know, really getting that feeling, especially when I didn't get along with my, uh, my boss. And then we switched to another GM and I didn't get along with her. And it just, it was starting to take a toll on me because that's where I spent all my time. And if I yeah. hated where I was at, I mean, they have me so damn depressed. I, I can't even explain. And my dad saw it. My wife saw it. My girlfriend then. But, you know, like they they all saw it. And, um, man, I would break down sometimes. And I would just cry. Yeah. I'd be like, I can't stand this. Like, what do I have to do to get out of this? And really, this is what the, the birth of where I'm at now is yeah. that, that pressure and pain. You know, that's what pushes people to become something either better or to fold. And yeah. Um, so I just, yeah. So, so why real estate, right? Like, so, yeah, you, know, I, I got you. You, you feel the pressure of, of, you know, just, just working your ass off. Yeah. You're seeing some, you know, rewards from it, but is the, is the rewards that you're getting worth what you're putting in and everything else you're experiencing. So now you come to a, a pivotal point, you know, of making this a decision. And I, you know, I'm always curious why people choose to get into real estate. Yeah, I, I 100%. I can tell you to its E what it was. I um, I started Googling ways to get out of your job or ways to not have to work every second of your life. I did not know what passive income was yet. I didn't know. I knew how to work and make more money. I had recently yeah. started investing in stocks, but I never tied that to passive incomes yet. But 
that was my first form of investing was I started putting money in the stock market. And of course I had a 401k and all that or whatever, but right. uh, man, when I Googled that, I, I just all like, it, it said, you know, like real estate. And I was like, okay, tell me more. So I started reading about it. And then I found the bigger pockets podcast. And then I started listening to it every single day. One hour there, one hour back. I was going to say, I was you had a long ass drive. Yeah, I had two hours a day just to learn it. And then on my days off, when I was watching the kids, because Aubrey, my wife, was still working at that time too. She was working yeah. at a nursing home, busting her butt. And I, you know, I'd have to watch the kids, which <laughs> that is hard for me to do. <laughs> but, you know, when I was watching the kids, I turned on YouTube and I would learn about real estate investing. I mean, I spent every second I had of free time learning how to get out of my situation and how to do better. So, you know, as I'm preparing and planning, I start like hearing more like because, you know, it's, that, that's an investing platform, really. And right. that's what I was learning about. But then I started hearing more about people that are agents also. And um, so I was like, man, that sounds pretty cool. You know, what if I could do this all day, every day? You know, yeah. and that was me because I was learning. You know, I was I was loving what I was learning. I, it was like um, it was addicting. Like I, I used to read a lot when I was younger. But I hadn't read in a while. I feel like stuck in that that daily grind of a job for years took away all of my creativity and all of my drive and my desire for more knowledge. And it really did. So I remember sitting down nights late at night and I'm like, think about a business, put a business on this paper right now. And I couldn't do it anymore. And it was burning me out. And you know, now, now that I've got my creative juices flowing again, man, I, I was like, I'm doing this. So you know, it was like winter time through the holidays, obviously a very high pressure time for retail. Um, just, it was miserable for me. I couldn't stand it. Um, things were, tensions were at an all time high. Um, man, I, I, I literally couldn't do it anymore. And something my dad said to me, he said, he said, dude, you can, you can quit that job. You can find any job you want tomorrow. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Don't, you know, because I was so worried that I had kids and yeah. bills and all these payments and stuff. And I was like, well, how do I get out of it? You know, like, I, I can't take that risk. And just hearing my dad say, he's like, he said, I don't care, you know, how bad things get. Don't ever get up and don't ever be sad about it. And that hit me so hard. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, you know, it's, I think a lot of people just get caught into that, that rat race, you know, and they don't think there's an exit strategy strategy. And it's funny you, you bring that up because I was listening to a, a podcast um, on my way up to my, I think it was on my way up to my mom's or on my way back from my mom's for, for Christmas and three hours in the car and Anna's normally sleeping. So, I'm, you know, it's just <laughs> me and hanging out by myself, but uh, Ryan Stuman was talking about, you know, when, when everyone got laid off or got shut down for COVID you know, everyone went after and did their side hustles, right. To make men yeah. uh, ends, ends meet. And they were selling, you know, bracelets and they're selling clothes and they're selling t-shirts and they were just, you know, wheeling and dealing to, yeah. to, to make, you know, money because they didn't have any other options. And he was talking about how now that companies want them to come back to work. Well, they already learned how to go out and make the money that they were making at their job. So themselves. That's they're, right. they're, they're not, they're not uh, motivated to go back and clock in and clock out. No, <laughs> you know, and, not, that's right. Yeah. You so, know, you know, making that switch for you, right. Of, of, Hey, you know, you can go and do any job and, and you're, and you're learning real estate. You know, I always want to know because even you, right. Coming from a salaried spot, going straight 1099 into real estate, you know, like 
did you have any doubters or did you mostly have supporters? I'm, I'm always curious about that because yeah. you know, like me growing up more conservative, you know, work nine to five, get paid every two weeks, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, my grandpa was, was an entrepreneur, but for the most part, our family was always that corporate job, nine to yep. five, get a paycheck every two weeks. Did you have a lot of doubters? I'm assuming you had mostly supporters. But... I did have mostly supporters. I had mostly yeah. supporters. And, you know, I did have doubters and um, my mom was not a doubter, but my mom is always worried about my Cautious. endeavors. And yeah, <laughs> see, my, well, my mom is that same thing that you say where, you know, you get a great job. She has an amazing job. She's right. really good at it. But that's that's the way that like, that works for her. You know, yeah. this doesn't work for me. And she was obviously concerned a little bit, but she didn't do anything to, to stop me or she didn't tell me I wouldn't be successful at it. She just wanted me to be careful. Right. Um, of course, I had doubters at my old job and I tried to hide it from them as long as I could, you know, and um, basically what got me the time to, to do the classes was having Bo, my second child. I got 30 days paid off um, to, to have a baby, you know, which is cool. That's the second time I got to do it. So <laughs> yeah. um, during those 30 days, I said, I'm buying my courses and I'm knocking it out. So I, I busted my butt, dude, that whole time I would wake up and it's COVID time. So everybody shut down too. So, dude, I like, we all were just like stuck in this house. And at the time it was me, my brother and my girlfriend and my son that all lived together in this. It was a big house. It was cool. Um, yeah. Um, even at that time when I was renting, when I started learning about real estate, I was asking my landlord questions and I was, you know, asking him about stuff and, and trying to learn whatever it is that he does and learn about his background. And it helped that I knew him. I used to work on his daughter's horses and, um, I went to school with his daughter. She's a friend of mine. So, you know, it's like easy to, to talk to him about stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, I took the classes in those 30 days and, um, then, you know, by then I come back to work. COVID's got the testing shut down. So I wanted to leave so bad. I'm trying to get my test scheduled. And um, I just could for months and months and months, man. It was like, it sucked because I could have been licensed probably in April of 2020. Um, but whatever. So blessing in disguise because, you know, we're looking for our first property. And obviously it's a lot easier to get a house with a W-2 job than yeah. if you have no job and just start real estate. So, um, you know, well, basically, you know, I, I just sucked it up and, and went through um the miserable last few months of my uh, my career there um and, and like i said it was great before man but I, I mean i'm not even gonna spare any words like it was miserable at that yeah. last four and i've heard from you know it's probably still miserable and i'm not gonna name names but my gosh like this is a, a tough time and it's tough on a lot of people but it made me better so everyone always used to ask me like do you hate this person or like you know wouldn't you want to see this happen i'm like no, you know what? I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that person because yeah. that person put me in a, a corner and I came out swinging and now yeah. I'm winning. You know what I mean? So I, I will never, you know, I, I forgive that person. I don't think that person's changed or ever is going to, but I forgive them. And I'm thankful that I met them. God puts me in places for a reason. Yeah. God put me in that position to show me that I'm destined to be more. So fast forward a um, few months, I'm able to get my testing scheduled um, I'm looking at houses and, you know, I was back and forth between buying like a primary residence. And then I just, this house hacking thing was so interesting to me. I wanted to house hack. So I, I had that talk with Aubrey and, um, I was like, look, you know, I think it would be really awesome if we could do this house hacking thing. Let me explain it to you. 
and show you the benefits. And, you know, I'm a salesperson. <laughs> so I'm selling her on the idea of this. And I, I had considered doing the room by room rent and finding a nice house for us. And she said, F no. <laughs> That's not happening. You know, we've had we've had roommates with us for, for years. I'm tired of it. We've got kids. I like if we're doing it, we're buying a, a duplex or right. something, you know. So like, all right, cool. And uh, it took a long time. I mean, months of looking before I finally found a place that worked and just happened to be back in old Circleville, Ohio. So, um, you know, I found this place or whatever, and um, we were able to, to secure it, been on the market for a while. Um, and then the craziest stuff happened. <laughs> this is when this is when it gets insane, right? So uh, there was an incident at work involving some of my employees or whatever. And this is still at Best Buy. And so I, you know, I'm trying to handle the situation the way that my boss was telling me to handle the situation. Um, you know, and then a week later, I'm in the HR's office and I'm thinking I'm gonna be telling them about this, and they turn the table around on me. I'm like, this <laughs> this is literally a nightmare. Like this, you know, like where I I'm like. I can prove to you I didn't do what you're saying I did. Like I can 1,000% prove it, but yet we're still sitting here and you're accusing me of something I didn't do. I don't do well when I'm like that, so I lost my temper a little bit. And you know I went off and I'm like you know I won't even say what I said or did, but <laughs> they're like all right you know dude well you're suspended uh, with pay for now while we do. I was like I, I they were like well you know don't worry you'll be back. I said I'm not gonna be back. I know that I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. So you know like I'm gonna get my stuff and I'm I'm never gonna see you guys again. And not fucked. All right, well, gonna, you know. And he's gonna go sling some CDs and DVDs out of the trunk of his car in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shoot, they don't even sell that stuff anymore. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but you know, so I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm pissed, you know. Yeah. And I am. I remember the anxiety and that feeling, like, wow. I, I always want to be the one to leave that job. I wanted yeah. to look at them and say, bye, like I did in all my other ones. But um, this, you know, because I was still on the fence. I didn't know if I could or if I just needed to move stores or what. So yeah. it was like really the kick I needed and I'm glad it happened this way. So, yeah, I mean, it gave you that, that, that little boost and you know, the, <clears throat> the time with paid time, right. I'm sure that helped as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> during that time I went and took my classes, passed my test first time and you know, I'm ready to rock and roll. And then, um, you know, I, they call me into a different store and I'm like, they're about to fire me. I already know it. Um, so yeah, the, the only thing that sucks, I'm closing on the house in two days. Right. Yeah. I don't know, you know, Obviously, everything worked out good, so I think I can say whatever I want now. But, um, you know, at the time, I, uh, I'm i like, well, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you give me a few more days? <laughs> and, uh, no, they weren't gracious enough to do that. And I, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. So That's um, crazy. Yeah, so, no. And after everything I did for them, that's that's it right there. So I said, okay, whatever. Still worked out. Still bought the house. Um, and then, yeah. you know, this is when my life changed, and that's what got me where I am today. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into, you know, that, that, that event pushes you, right. You, you now know that's the, the, the way you're going dive into that first year. Cause you know, you've just been licensed, what, a little over a year, year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, I'm always curious, you know, getting started, you know, any struggles, instant success, you know, like kind of go through that first year or so, um, of being in the business real quick. Yeah, man. So, you know, after, after closing on my first property, getting my real estate license and losing my job all the same week. <laughs> Obviously things were a little hectic and crazy, but, um, you know, it was, an, it was an exciting time because my back to the supporter, my wife believed in me so much. My wife was so helpful and it, it just like, it gave me the power to go on. She said, look, you know, whatever you do, you're going to be successful at it. Just, yeah. Just do it. So we started prepping, prepping the, uh, the other unit for rent. 
got some tenants in there that took a lot of pressure off because I knew I had my, my mortgage and then some, um, yeah, I, I worked at key bank like one or two days a week just to make sure I had something. In the meantime, right. I, I was there like four or five weeks. So it wasn't like anything major, but yeah. you know, right. just whatever I had to do. And well, I know, I, I remember we had that conversation, right? Like, is it to move, not to move, you know? It wasn't the move. I tried to quit all the time. <laughs> My wife was like, she was like, no, dude, you too. I, I didn't do anything there. I, I literally right. sat there and I got to work on my lead generation for my real estate business because it was like a temporary COVID position. And, yeah. you know, like and nobody there knew that I came from like a high level of like corporate sales and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. no one. So they just thought I was like some dude like, it, <laughs> like, so I'm like, whatever. Um, but yeah, so they, when I first started, um, you know, I had instant success for a second <laughs> and then i had some pretty um pretty rough times so i uh, as you know i got my first client from an open house um thank you mike allowing me to do your open house and you know one thing i'll say is like as a newer agent you got to be a workhorse and you got to be willing to do things that others aren't um successful individuals and other people will, will see that and you'll get more opportunity that way so you just have to be a workhorse and if you if you're not and you don't want to go out there and get yourself those opportunities then you won't get the result after you know so um, you know, I got my first client, um, Jermaine, my team lead gave me, um, a, a lead of his. And so I, you know, I had two right off the get go and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, closed like almost half a million dollars in real estate my first month. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then, um, as you know, John, from being my coach, I, I didn't have a closing for months, you know? And, um, it, it started getting like, luckily I had got into like stock investing before cause I had money, you know, saved up. Not a lot. It wasn't, you know. Everyone says save a year or whatever. <laughs> Didn't have that, but <laughs> I wheeled and deal and I made it through it. Um, and you know, something that resonated with me during those times was like having your leadership, uh, Jermaine's leadership and everything just saying like, dude, you're doing the right stuff, but it takes time. Don't, don't stop because you don't see the result yet. You know, yeah. the consistency is key. And that's one thing I was, was consistent. So, you know, after, being consistent and doing everything I see, like literally anything I could do to, to get business. All of a sudden I had six closings in February and then it was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I had so much money come in. I was like, this is so cool. And then I started getting that taste of that man. And, and you know, that's really what catapulted my business. And I, you know, I stayed consistent, stayed lead generate lead generating. I helped find my pillars um, that you talk about, you know, I, I found what I enjoy doing. And I, it makes it a lot easier being consistent when you enjoy what you're doing. So yeah. I, I just honestly, like I tell people, all I do is live my life and I, I base my job around it. And I end up, you know, I end up working with people that I love because they're like-minded and right. it's just, a, it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just to put it in perspective, I think you got licensed, what, in September? Of and 2020. Then, yep. And then, you know, you had your two deals. So those probably closed by October, October. November. Yep. And then you went, you know, November, December, January of no deals. But during that time, right, you were actually working, working you were actually showings, right? Yeah, it was, it was, they just all lined up closing wise for February. And I remember we had a conversation because you're like, well, shit, they're all in contract. Now what, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and you're because there's nothing else, right? Like your, your, your pipeline was depleted because you had you know, you had worked and prospected and, and lead generated and you were out doing the grind, you know, right. with the showings and all that other stuff. And, um, you know, and I told you, I said, Hey, what did you do 30, 60, 90 days ago? That right go, there. 
go back and do it again, right? Go yeah. back, go back and, and look at what you did and, and just repeat it. And the hard part is, is, you know, in real estate, it's not the instant gratification. You truly have to fall in love with the process. You have to. And that's where what you just said was when you enjoy doing it your way and the way that you enjoy doing it, then you can be consistent and then you can be, then you can love the process. Absolutely. You know, like Absolutely. I posted, I texted, you know, in the back channels of our Instagram chat, like, Hey, hitting the phones for the first time in like over yeah, a year, I love you it. know, and I was like, you know, it, it felt good. Cause that's how I built my business. Right. It was like right. on the phones, you know, internet lead prospect thing. And so, you know, so you, you get the six in contract, right. You know, February, you know, probably one of the best months you've probably ever had. Right. Uh, not just in real estate, but probably maybe financially. Right. I don't know. Um, oh, so what, so, so what did the rest of the year and stuff look like for you? So, you know, yeah, after that, and I saw you, when you finally get that result, it is like you said, delayed gratification. When you finally get that result, you're hooked, you know, and, and that's it. Most people quit before they ever get that result. So they, they just don't ever go anywhere with it. But, right. you know, once you do see it, then it's like, well, I know exactly how to get business now. I just do what I just did. And yeah. so that's what I did. And I implemented a couple other things. Um, I had really what I think is a great year for, you know, a first, first year agent. Um, and you know, I just started, I started like, like I said, like hitting my stride and started partnering more in the community, which is something that I enjoy. Like you heard me talk about in my background. Like I just, I love the cities that I'm from and I, I love the people yeah. in them. So it was like natural just to become one with it and, you know, and to get business like that. So, yeah. Um, doing that and then just already having a big sphere of people that know me or, or are friends with me and stuff was very helpful, but I just always stay consistent, man. And, and so the rest of the year, you know, it's just a lot more closings. Um, I learned a lot. Definitely. It wasn't like it all of a sudden went to autopilot and was easy <laughs> by any means, right, but right. you know, like it definitely, that was the breaking point right there when, you know, put me over the other side and, and, um, you know, there's nothing that I can't handle that, you know, that anybody can't handle if you put your mind to it, you think about it. Um, and now that I, I really could see that, you know, for sure, <laughs> cause I believed it and I kept doing it, but now it's just like unstoppable, man. So, yeah. um, you know, but then I didn't want to stop being an investor either. So I've always been looking for that part of it and trying to do my best there. Um, after fulfilling our obligation to live in our duplex for one year, cause we used an FHA loan. Um, I, you know, I considered buying another house, but I knew like self-employed, no other, you know, but now Aubrey was able to, to raise our kids and do a great job and be, you know, a stay at home mom, um, yeah. which is the hardest job in the world <laughs> by far. But, um, you know, so I just, I wasn't lendable exactly, but right. I ended up, you know, I ended up seeing a house that I just had to have, man. And I already knew that if there was a will, there was a way and I can do anything. So, you know, like I, I just, I found a way and through having uh, great partnerships and great relationships and networks with people, I was able to have somebody that took a chance on me once again, um, and that will see a, you know, a, a reward and a result for that. Um, and I was able to get us a new place. Um, that's our current primary we live in, um, you know, during this time it, for, for 2021. So 2021 was my first full calendar year. Um, I closed just under 7 million in volume, um, which I think is a great number. I don't know awesome. my, my first calendar awesome. year, but it, you know, it sure felt amazing, you know, and, um, I, 
I'm thankful to, to have had all the clients and stuff that, that I've had that helped me get there. And um, I think about those clients the same way that I think about a business partner or anybody else that takes a chance on you. You will get a reward for that. I will make sure that you get the best experience and, and you know, achieve your goals and your dreams and, and you get everything coming to you for taking that chance on me. So um, that, that's just a, a consistent theme in my business. But, you know, we were able to find this house um, here and I was able to move back to my hometown of Grove City, um, which I, I just love it. Uh, we bought a house and a vacant lot next to it that we're going to build on. Um, and it's going to be another investment. So just, you know, just like that. Now I went from the duplex to, to this and just a little bit about living in that duplex. It was very small and we didn't renovate it to what it is until after we left. Sure. <laughs> so, you sure. know, we renovated the front side first and had someone in there. And then when we lived in this place, it wasn't, wasn't bad by any means, but man, four people <laughs> in this tiny house, it was, it was difficult, but I knew that after doing that for a certain amount of time, it would pay off, you know? So I put myself in a position to live like most people won't so yep. that I can live like they can later. Yep. And, um, you know, that's, we're seeing it now, man. So, you know, I was able to get into this place, like I said, through a partnership and, and a great person that was willing to take a chance on me and, and work with me on it. And then, um, just kept turning and turning on the real estate side, selling, buying and, and everything else, man. And, um, you know, as you know, I, I just bought another property, um, down in Circleville. So if you yeah. count our vacant lot, we're up to four and yeah. um, that's just one year, man, one year four and one year. one year of getting creative as hell <laughs> to make it happen because I haven't been lendable yet, you know? So I, I'm not, really excited to see what happens when it's easier. <laughs> and it's not being, a, it, look, it, go, it literally goes back to your youth. You're not yeah. afraid to ask and fail. Right? right, you're not afraid to ask and get whatever the result is. You know what I mean? Because hundred percent, you are a free bird. <laughs> you know, yeah, you man. You want it. Yeah, and 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 whatever you, came you from it, it, yeah, and whatever came from it, you know, you understood the consequences, good or bad, or whatever it was. And I think it's the same thing. Like it's, you weren't afraid to ask people for help. You know, to help you along this way. And I think a lot of people are afraid to even just ask for the help. Afraid to ask for sure. And yeah. you know, the other thing is that that giving back to other people and helping people that helped you or making sure that they, they get, you know, they get something from taking a chance on you rewarded. Um, yeah. that goes a long way, you know, yeah. like there, it's, it's not by, um, some, you know, fluke that there's people that are willing to invest in me and my business or that trust me or, or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's because they know who I am as a person. Yep. So I want to fast forward. I know we got a couple, I got a couple questions left and, um, I want to kind of go into the future and, and understand kind of what your goals and motivations are. Uh, what's, what's one thing that you're looking to accomplish in the next, in the next calendar year? Okay. So the next calendar year, um, I would like my volume to increase as far as my realtor side. Um, but like, I'm, I'm not, not big on setting the number goal as much as yeah. I am. I want to be able to help more people achieve their real estate dreams, honestly, um, I want to see more people buy, more people sell. I want to get more investors started and in investing. I want to change more lives. Um, so I was, I, I've seen what I've been able to do for other people, and I want to do that for more people. So that's a big goal uh, in the next calendar year for me. Um, you know, I am on a team right now. Eventually, in the future, I may, you know, have a team of my own. Um, not saying that's in the next calendar year or, or anything, but 
Um, I just like being a leader. I like helping others. I'm fortunate to be in a position on my team now and like a leadership role where I help new agents. Um, so, you know, I would love to help more agents get started also. I really enjoy getting investors started. I, I've got, you know, quite a few new investors that I work with and it's almost like a niche of mine because I am a new investor. So right. I, I can really relate with people. So I want to help more people get started investing. I want to help more agents get started in their business. And I want to help more people achieve their goals of buying and selling real estate. So that's, that's from a realtor side, um, for size family holdings, LLC, <laughs> we want to acquire more properties. I'm looking for multifamily. So two to four units is made. That's where I want to be at for now. Um, mostly in the Pickway County, um, or even more hyper-focused in Circleville. Um, you know, anybody that has a, a deal out there, wholesalers, um, direct from the seller, anybody reach out to me. Um, but yeah, we, we really take pride in the fact that when we buy these properties, we're making them better than any house around them, you know? And yeah, there's a cost for that on my end. And then there's a cost for the consumer on the other end. So, um, my goal is not just to buy a place, slap lipstick on it and rent it out as cheap as possible. My right. goal is to make a place, you know, that somebody's proud to call home. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we've been doing and that's what we're going to continue to do. So in the next calendar year, I would like to acquire at least two more multifamily properties. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. What's one thing that you're looking to do uh, in the next five years? Ooh, next five years, I'll be running the best team in Central Ohio. Um, and, you know, I have to say, like, I do a lot of stuff in Pickaway County and I'm I'm coming for you. So Pickaway County, uh, I really I really want to be, the, you know, not just the go to agent, but I want to be the go to team that agents want to be on. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. I would like to have enough rental properties in five years to cover everything so i don't have to work i'm never gonna stop working never uh, right and that's just because i enjoy it you know it's not work anymore so yeah. you know but i want to be able in five years to be able to be at every football game for my kids to be at every wrestling practice you know to to do everything that my dad did for me i, I want to be there in their lives and so in the next five years the focus is to build 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 so that i can have a day off yeah no, that's awesome. What What do you think that you're going to need to do or add to your business in order to get there? That's a good question, John. Um, so <laughs> for um, for the the passive income, which is going to be a lot of that that gives me a day off, what I'm going to need is I'm going to need more private money investors. Um, just plain and simple. Uh, I need private money. And, you know, anybody that's taking a chance on me is going to see the reward. Um, obviously, you can't sit here and promise any kind of return for anybody, but I can promise you that, I'm going to do a damn good job for you. I can say that. So um, private money is something that's going to be huge for size family holdings. And then as far as in my real estate career, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to be a mentor to people now. So I, uh, I want to go from the mentee to the mentor. I want to have, um, you know, young men and women that come to me and that I can help make successful um, and, and that can help run my business and learn from it the way that I help run other, you know, like Jermaine's business and learn from it. So, um, just, you know, I want to be what you guys are right now in five years. Now that's awesome. That's awesome. And I know we're, we're a little bit past time and I really appreciate you, uh, coming on here and, and helping me re-kick off my, Dude. my podcast, rebranded it, um, to, to tell me more, uh, presented by agent, uh, major league success. And, um, you know, I appreciate you. And I want to leave with this one question for you, uh, to give, to give our audience, 
Um, if you could give one piece of advice to either someone that's similar to you, you know, maybe they, they kind of have a similar story um, or someone that is just getting started in real estate. It could be both, right? You know, yeah. it could be both. It could be two separate things. But if you could give them one piece of advice, what would that be? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. There's, you know, there's really, when you think about it, you, you think about, well, I could lose this or I could lose my car or I could lose that. I could, whatever, right? There was a time in your life you didn't have any of that. So don't be afraid to take a risk to better your life. If worst case scenario, you fail and you lose everything, you just start over and you start over doing something else and you start over and you, you become good at that. So don't be scared is my biggest piece of advice. Um, that's a consistent theme that I, you know, I was taught and it's helped me make risky decisions and, and help them pay off. And when they don't pay off, guess what? Like I can start over and do something else. And, and that's, that's it. You know, everyone thinks that there's this, um, there's this pit of lava that if you fail you fall and you're dead, <laughs> you know, it's not like that. Yeah. If you, if you're healthy, you're happy, you have people that you love around you, you're doing all right. You know, don't think about money. Money is the last thing you think about. You think about all of your other goals and everything you need to do to get there. And, you know, if you fail along the way, you learn from it, you didn't fail. You just keep going, building up those experiences, but don't be scared to take a chance. Seth, I appreciate you coming on here, brother. Um, I appreciate if, you so if, much. If anyone, wants to, if anyone wants to follow up and, and connect with you, um, we, we have Seth's Instagram down below scrolling, but if they want to reach out to you um, another way, there is Seth's context. Slide over a little bit more, so that way they can they can actually stay there and read it. <laughs> you don't got you don't got to leave the whole screen. <laughs> but give him, a, give him a yeah. Follow him on Instagram. Um, you know, send him a message. Um, you know, he's he's got a, he's got an amazing heart. He's an amazing person, and I'm I'm privileged to get to to, to call him a, a very good and dear friend and get to work with you um, side by side. But Seth, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Hey, I'm so thankful for you and everything you've done for me in my business, man. You are. You're one of my best friends, and I appreciate you. Awesome. Awesome, brother. I'll talk to you here soon. Have a good one.